podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Coutinho Don't you know, don't you know Firmino, Firmino Don't you know, don't you know Coutinho, Coutinho Come on, it's the Day Trippers Welcome along, welcome along, welcome along to this week's edition of the Day Trippers. Um, so, I'm not going to hang around here. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the win at Stoke, the draw at Bournemouth, the hyperbole around Mignolet, um, the good, the bad, the ugly um, transfer windows, £200 million, pounds, um, and then the game ahead with West Brom. So, tonight, on the pod, we've got Sean, as you've gotten to know him over the last few weeks. We've got Neil Graves back in, and of course, we're joining us tonight. We have Craig off the Anfield Road Wolves podcast. So, yeah, give the guys a listen. Let's get it on. Hey, lads, we're back in another win, which is pretty good going over the last few weeks. Um, and beat Stoke. What on the draw? We don't talk about the draw. Don't, 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 yeah, thanks for coming into the mic, Sean. You know the bit that I talked about five minutes before I started recording this when I was still recording. It. He's only 15, I think. I fucking know he is. He looks it, doesn't he? <laughs> I'm at a touch of his leg. I think I'm going to end up on a red. He goes into the barber and says, Can I have a bag of that hair? And I was, I was there so I can stick in my face. I want one of those beards that all the lads have. Anyway, so we had Stoke and we have loads of things, and there was Bournemouth and it was a two all draw. And ultimately, we've ended up we're still in towards somehow. And um, we're rocking on as we get towards the end of the season. Only six games left to play. One of which which is Crystal Palace one of which is Crystal Palace without Mamadou Sacco yeah, I only realised imagine, imagine Sacco was playing for Palace would I you imagine that I only realised last night I'm not over this, the Crystal Palace debacle well, we'll come back to that in a few minutes not, uh, no, but lads the, let's, the first bit to talk about right? there was a massive error, error of despondency after the Bournemouth game on Wednesday night Wednesday night after Everton had managed to successfully successfully not manage to lose to United and get the draw over 
There was big expectations going into the Bournemouth game. By the time we come out of the Bournemouth game, there was absolute despondency going into the Stoke game. And then when you saw the lineup, it was like, how the hell are we going to get a result out of this? So, lads, all to- everything being told, last three games, seven points out of the last three. Is there anyone around the table here that wouldn't have taken it? I'm going to start with you, Craig. No, I'd have taken it. All yeah. That, yeah, definitely I'd have taken it. I'd have taken... I had Bournemouth down as three points to be fair, but I would have taken it definitely. Yeah, I think it's it's a reasonable thing at this stage of the season. Everybody else is going to drop points; they all have to play each other. Mm-hmm. I think we're a banker to be fourth lads in the top four, probably third. I like that positivity, Neil. I'm not answering that question, Phil, because I take each game, no, I take each game on its, <laughs> taking each game on, on its merits. That would you have taken it beforehand is irrelevant because you judge each game as it happens. So no, I wouldn't have because we should have won more than we did. Didn't realise that RT2 panel has just come in there. For well, the there sake. you go. The big Thanks ones there. are out tonight. Thanks there, Neil Giles. <laughs> <laughs> the big <laughs> ones are out. Fucking looks like an anorexic no, turkey yeah. on its way Isn't to the fucking yeah. habit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like a, it's like a rash. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. oh, Jesus. Come oh. He has a friend, you know. Shawnee. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, obviously it's a... Uh, I was disappointed to drop points against Barman considering me had a lead going into the last 10 minutes of the game mm-hmm. but uh, like you said 7 points out of those 3 games is it's where we need to be it's what we need to be at it's like I think it's a 2 points per game average mm. Once, yeah but like no but that's the level we need to be at now now for the next 6 games <laughs> so yeah 3 games 7, seven points take that yeah 100% so 14 points from the next 6 games you take that 100%. What does that leave us on? 77 points. points. I don't think any team hasn't qualified for, for top four if, well, outside of 77 except points. Except there is that time Liverpool this season got 77 points and didn't qualify. <laughs> well, there, there is a good point because people are missing out on this. Should Leicester City win the Champions League and Man United win the Europa League, Liverpool will be in the Europa League if they finish fourth. They'd have to finish tour to get in the Champions like the Europa League. League then, doesn't it? It's not going to happen. happen. Let's not be silly. Although... No, it's definitely not. It's happened to sports. Do you remember the year that Chelsea won the Champions League and finished fifth? And Spurs finished fourth. I don't ended up in Europa League. Why would I remember that? That was only a couple of years ago. It wasn't like you were in a fucking coma or anything. <laughs> How long ago was it exactly? And I'll tell you. <laughs> Approximately Harry Redknapp time at Spurs. I oh, know it was a rough patch for you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so look back to the well to the matches in the main. Um, let, let, let's have a look at the Stoke game because that's the the, mo- the one most recent in memory. Nobody gives a shit about Bournemouth at this stage. But uh, you know the. the my own personal view, there's 45 minutes of that first half was arguably one of the most tortured, gick-ridden halves of football yeah. I've ever watched yeah. in my life. It was like sticking... And like, I, won't, I won't lie, and, and, and I'm being truthful on this, I, like I looked at the liverpool Stout game and said, it was beautifully sunny outside. I said, I'm not bothered to sit and watch this. So I'll watch it when, when I can watch it later on this uh-huh. evening when, when it's dark. And like, because oh, if this doesn't turn out at least it's dark and I can feel depressed like you know yeah. what I mean it was too sunny outside so went off down the beach came back had um, an old glass of wine bit of eat, something to eat and the Leinster the Leinster's Ospreys game was on Sean Cronin's got a great try if you get a chance you'll definitely watch it you, you wouldn't expect it I know yeah that's rugby what? fantastic sport it's fantastic sport anyway um, and then watched it that evening and boy Jesus when I watched the first 45 minutes I honestly just wanted to pull my eyes out yeah well it was absolutely deplorable it was this listen I'm sure everybody realises what it is the selection was just crazy I know he was kind of forced into some decisions but he wasn't forced into them all and it was he, he was wrong but in the, at the same time he was brave enough to change things which I kind of thought was brave of him but sometimes there's, there's a thin line between bravery and stupidity sometimes 
But then again, he, then he changed that in the second half. But then the quality that we had available to us to bring on changed the game. Obviously, I mean, there's no point in going over it too many times. But mm. the first half was absolutely shocking. Craig. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the first half was dog shit. I mean, I think the big problem for me was that although we shifted the formation, he played too many players out of position to suit that formation. I mean, instead of just moving Milner, keeping him at the, the back of a left three, he had Klein coming over to the left, and instead of putting Trent down like Arnold on the right side of midfield where he was used to playing the last time he came on, he looked quite impressive. Just shifted too many people around. Nobody looked like they had a clue what they were doing. Chan was wandering around the middle of the pitch, waving at the crowd, fixing his hair. It was fucking atrocious, if I'm being honest. Chan. Yeah, it was a shocking half of football. It's what you come to expect going to places like Stoke, though. And the lineup as well, he, like you said, Neil said, he showed a bit of balls throwing the two young lads in and changing things about. Even after people were worried after the last half an hour of bombing, would that system work? But he stuck to his guns and he went for it. But thankfully, now we are we're able to look I back in and out of the corner. For the two lads now, though, after getting the hook at half time and then the team being so dramatically different than it was, the performance was so dramatically improved in the first half to the second half. I wonder how. It'll affect it'll affect them going forward. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't think it's that big of an issue. I th- I look, uh, to be honest with you, when you when you looked at the first half, you know, even though he shifted the formation around, the same issues that are that seem to be getting exploited on a weekly basis, balls down our left hand channel, exploiting Clavin if he's playing or and Milner when even when he's playing at left back. So, like I think Milner's done a really decent job at left back. But what teams seem to have figured out is if you get a ball out wide to their right winger. Milner wants to try get him back onto his right foot because he's predominantly right-footed, and teams are now just playing a much earlier cross uh-huh. so that he can't get the the player back onto his right foot, and that's where like you think that, and that sort of comes back to the City game where City were trying to use that that tactic all the time against us, and yeah. Jesus could have scored five or six goals That'd against us that thing. I think it's, it's I think it's unfair though to lay the blame for that at Milner's feet. You know what I mean? I, think I didn't. That's no, no, no. I said the teams are exploiting this weakness that area. That, yeah, this area in the team because between him and Clavin. Right, and Clavin's been playing there predominantly because of the injury problems that we've had. So either Lovren has moved over to the right centre back, or in this three, Clavin is playing there on the left. Yeah. They are definitely exploiting a the lack of pace, and and b we're playing a guy who is probably be a lot more comfortable playing right back or right wing back than say left back yeah. because he's naturally right foot. I think it's applied too though to to to, to spread <clears> the play and get crosses into the box because we're so bad under a high ball. I think it's. It's, I don't think it's so much trying to exploit Milner. I think they're trying to do it. I think City spread the open up the pitch much wider than they do mm. generally, and I think other teams cutting onto that, and that's what they seem to be doing here. So I think it's applied to get the ball into the box and get a high ball into the box rather than trying to exploit a, a certain weakness in James Milner's positional play. So I don't think there is. You're coming back to me just picking on Milner. I'm actually not. I'm saying that there's just an overall weakness on the left hand side of the pitch. Okay, it's not. It's not like an assassination on Milner as a player. It's just the fact is he's not a left back. I think that, I and think I think he has, and teams I think are, he has been really, really impressive at left back. Yeah, he season, has. And but I have to say, and not as a, as I think that's to say as a makeshift left. But back, he's, he's played really well. He's played way too much there. He's yeah, played no, way he has, too. Yeah. And same with Clavan. Like Clavan brought in initially. Oh, he's fourth choice. But no, but he wasn't supposed to play exactly. as many games as he has. So therefore, we're seeing the flaw in there because he but like Klopp didn't bring him in with the idea of playing him him playing that many games same with Milner because the start of the season like the, the first game of the season Arsenal Moreno started mm-hmm. and only thought he had a nightmare then mm-hmm. he threw Milner in there so he obviously didn't see Milner as his first choice at left back and I think other teams now are just starting to realise look he's not a left back like he's doing well there but he's not going to be entirely comfortable with an out and out winger there mm. and they've exploited that okay. I think for this goal the big problem 
Shakiri skin Klein down the right hand side mm. or down our left hand side again. Mm. Matip didn't block the cross. I don't know what he was doing. And Lovren was in the box doing the fucking hokey cokey when Jonathan Walters decided to just ramble into the six yard box and do what we knew he was going to do against us and tap it in. And you're right, it came again. Unfortunately, it came down the left hand side, and it does seem to be the size of the pitch where teams are targeting us. And in this case, it doesn't seem to matter who's there. We seem to be weak down mm. that left hand side. Again, the Bournemouth, the, the Bournemouth second goal. Yeah, comes down the left hand side. Left hand side, left hand side again. Yeah, is a cut? Is it a then? Are they not getting enough cover from other from from further up the pitch? I, I'm finding hard to pinpoint the, the reason. No, you know I'm, I mean? I'm saying the, the teams seem to be looking at we it. We have a general saying, weakness on the left yeah. hand side of the pitch. Now this lead, this could easily lead into a debate about something else, but we won't go there for the moment, right? But like, it, it, it's something that when Klopp is looking and saying, you know, yeah, we seem to cough up chances and we seem to give up chances, right? There's there's, there's that element. There's also the bit and. I'll say it again because I said it last week and it was the same against Bournemouth. Systematically, we don't have an issue. Where under Rodgers, we had a systematic issue because there was gaps where you didn't want to have gaps, right? This defence always has the bodies around the ball when the ball is breaking in the box, right? So if you have very good defenders and they're in those positions and they react and very good, a very good goalkeeper in these positions that don't wait for something to happen but make things happen themselves, Half those goals aren't conceded. So it's a personnel issue then? Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah, tend I, to agree with you. I, agree I would tend with you to agree with you. Because yeah. it, like you see, I know we're doing zonal. It's, it seems to be general art type mm-hmm. of marking. Yeah, but it's true now that you say it, that there does always seem to be enough bodies in the box. Yeah, mm-hmm. and with the ball breaks. And around the ball. And we're not reacting to it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I think that's fundamentally a goalkeeping issue. And I think it could emanate from it being a goalkeeping issue and from an organisational point of view, which I think stems from the goalkeeper. From the, mm-hmm. We'll come back, back to this because there is, a, there is a narrative going on this yeah. week. The, I, I can see what you're saying about the goalkeeping issue, but there's not an awful lot Simon Mignolet can do about fucking Clavan having blocks on his feet. Like, I'm being static, like, just waiting for the ball to drop. Like, again, Josh King just posts the ball home. Nobody reacts. Everyone's standing there waiting for stuff to happen. In the six yard box, it's the same every single time. And nearly every goal we can see it mm-hmm. is like that on the edge of the six yard. You could see it coming a mile away in that, that bomber game. You knew what was going to happen yeah. the last couple of minutes. And that's just schoolboy stuff. If you, if you did that as a 10-year-old, you'd be pulled off the pitch. Mm-hmm. Half was just looking around into the crowd. He was like, where's Waldo? We didn't know where he was. And King just turned around and slots it in. Like, it was ridiculous. And what frustrates me, particularly around the Bormer game, and it was even taken into the Stoke game, the lessons that we hadn't learned was I could understand the change of formation. I can understand the way we went. We created enough space and chances after we go to three at the back to, again, put three or four past Bournemouth at this stage. And what we do, we give up two chances. There was two shots in our goal in the whole game against Bournemouth. We had eight shots against Bournemouth and scored twice. They had two and scored twice. Do you want to argue? And, and that's the recording course. team as well throughout, yeah, the, se- throughout is, the season. You know what I mean? show. It is yeah. so unfortunate it's that that again seems to come back to the goalkeeper over and over again. Mm. We'll go there in a few minutes. But anyway, then looking into the Stoke game, right? so we had the first half, we park it, it seemed to be a hangover. We've got a personnel thing. Now, I just want to bring the, the, the young lads that come in, Trent Alexander, um, <laughs> Grossman. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a big, before the game, there's all these things he's playing in midfield even the lineup that they put up was that they had him in midfield um, but he ends up playing as a, as a wing back I actually think he did okay yeah I think he did alright uh, Trent I think he was like he looked comfortable and Woodbourne uh, was bullied a little bit mm-hmm. but that was always going to happen there do you know what I mean it's a, that's a horrible place to make a Premier League debut mm. 
Um, but I thought Trent did alright. But look, Klopp obviously saying, look, I'm gonna need to take these two lads out here at half time and get the two boys in. Knowing that he was only gonna get probably max 40, 45 minutes out, Coutinho mm. at least. Well, Firmino was zapped of energy apparently. Mm. So he was thrown up. He lost three kg away or something before the game. Mm. Um, I think when we're talking about the the wing backs and the formation change for this game, people get hung up a bit too much on formation because even a four at the back, we do tend to play either a back five or three at the back, depending on if we're attacking or defending. So if we're attacking, the wing-backs go forward, and the DM, centre midfielder, tends to drop back mm. to make it a back three anyway. And then when we're defending, the two wing-backs come back in, and we're back to a back five almost. So yeah. I think it was a personnel problem more than a system problem, I think, for me, for this game, for the first half. And it did make for awful, awful watching. But even then, when Coutinho came on, we were immediately 15 yards up the pitch because mm. we had the players with the quality that could hold the ball in between the, the mm-hmm. their two banks. Yeah. And that's what was happening. We are starting to make things happening. Coutinho was popping the ball off the strikers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ball was coming in off weight. Play, players were moving. Yep. Whereas when it was in the first half, Woodbourne was only always on the edge of the area. There was nobody really close to Origi. The amount of times we are lumping balls up the channels, hoping for Origi to get on the end of them and something to happen. Like That's why, that was the big difference then when Coutinho came on. Because instantly we were 15 yards higher up the pitch, camping on the edge of their area. Waiting for them to make mistakes. Yeah, but like, look, look in, in terms of the, the substitutions, the, he's got to be given the the praise for changing it up so quickly. Like we, we you know, in, in the last few weeks, there's been that that narrative that his substitutions haven't been making any sense or haven't been impacting games positively. These two, this 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 substitution clearly shows a positive impact on the game and changes the the direction and the momentum in the game itself. We're a different team in that second half. Well, you can look at it from both point of views, can't you? You can say that the the starting line would be started with. Was that a little shake up to everybody saying nobody's nobody's position is safe? We've six, seven games to we have to win them all, and then half time and then a half time again he shook it up again. So like it's 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 kind of laying in a marker to everybody saying nobody's position is safe here. But then at the same time the two boys come on and just changed everything, didn't they? Mm. You know what I mean? But you can't forget Sturridge come on too. But they weren't the only ones that performed. I actually thought Chan was brilliant yeah, again on a, on. The second half, he had an outlet. He, he had an outlet, though, hadn't he? Do you know that I mean? as well. But he bullied Stoke again, and it was good to see him being the bully, and I've seen him getting in the way and just fucking. He imposed himself on the game. And I actually, thought Wayne Allen was very good as well, apart from nearly setting Charlie Adam up again. I think for us this season, what saved us on a few occasions is that we we seem to be a team that can have a fifteen minute spell where we blow somebody away and. We can score two or three goals in quick succession, and again this game that seemed to be our savior. We got the two goals in quick succession, so pretty much gave up after that. Just I like have to say, don't like add the, the, the traveling fans were awesome. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it was they were unbelievable. Did you see your man after the game? The stove fell in moaning about the flares. <laughs> yeah, it was, mental, it was that fucking hilarious. Him, him so and his They changed the course of the game. That, that, that stupid bleeding fifth element beard, mm-hmm. all the different colors in it. Mongo. Well, Stoke like. It is still confirmed. Yeah. Families are. It's called the parties. You know I mean? Whatever the fuck that means. They make, what, they make plates. Sisters, <laughs> no, cousins. They do. They do. Really? They do. It's like for real parties. That's, that, like, that's, what, oh, that's where it's from. That's what, like the, the heart of the pottery industry in England. Ever, no. Yeah. no. I think it is worn now though that the flares definitely did change the game. They did? They're 100%. Yeah, the lads on the stand couldn't see it, apparently, yeah. so it messed up the lads on the But at the same time as well, right? Mm hmm. We at, you can look at it from it was a they were Liverpool were breaking in the second half or we struggled across the line against a really really shit Stoke team. Well, like yeah. what do you, what is your point of view? Do you have negative, positive? 
You have to be. What's my point of view? They as long as long as we are winning, there's positivity. There you go. They wrap that up. And put, <laughs> like that. Ri- put a ribbon around it. <laughs> That's speak. fucking groundbreaking stuff. It's, that. Fuck it. it's, it's not positivity. Look, I'm eminently negative about Liverpool's chances. I've watched since 1990. I've watched everything Literally. collapse around me. Like, do you know Literally. what I mean? We're literally, this is after the Roman Empire's fell. This is like the Egyptian Empire's gone. We're going back to Eritrea. We're going, we don't even have fucking buildings left from when this when the, no. when the Empire won't stand. Like, this is just, it's it's basically vocal history at this stage. There's no written, there's nothing. There's, no, there's nothing the left. The gone. This is all imagination at the moment, right? So when somebody asks me, am I positive or negative? I've seen every bad thing that can happen to us, bar relegation, happen to us now at this stage, right? Yeah. So like, so it's very hard to walk around going, yeah, we're going to deal with this time, we're going to do this time. When every fucking season, you know, you, you, even for as 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 a long time Liverpool fan, it's now just put at you, ah, oh, this is your this year is your year, isn't it? This year is your year, isn't it? Yeah. This year is your year. I, I was just I was listening to uh, radio on the way, and, and we're kind of a bit of a laughing stock now as well. At times, yeah. Even like the the lads on the radio were saying, oh, for the last twenty years, Liverpool have been saying, oh, this player is the final piece of the jigsaw, and they were saying, in fact, it's not. It's never happened. It's just fantasy. Harry Kill was my final piece of the jigsaw. Real was at one stage. Stephen Stanton, Stephen Joe, Paul Ince was the final piece of the jigsaw. They may well may well have been final pieces of the jigsaws, except we keep buying a different jigsaw puzzle every year. Jigpop. What's it? It's the final piece of last year's one, not this year's one. Oh, the jigpop puzzle. I know, sadly, really <laughs> what happens yeah. is we buy the jigsaw, we think it's a hundred piece jigsaw, we look at the box again, it's a thousand piece jigsaw. <laughs> now it is, we bought it in the second hand shop, it's only 80 pieces. Uh, I think it's at the start of the season now where performance doesn't really Don't matter. Fuck them in, it does, like, just, it's just about scruffing out wins, mm-hmm. just getting the wins. And look, we have six games left. If we win every game like that, nobody's going to have. An issue, and it's getting handed to us nearly too, isn't it? 100%. But look, you have to take them. You have to, t- Craig. I put it to you that Firmino's goal was much bigger than just the goal in itself. Yeah. This fella hasn't been on good form for a while now at this stage. And yeah, well, that's spot on. You're 100% right. And the ball from an album over to him again was fucking sensational. But mm-hmm. you can see what it meant to him <clears> taking the top off. I mean, if ever you were happy to take a book, and that was it because. Everything about it, as you said, you could see it almost clicked in his head that it meant a lot, an awful lot to the fans. It meant a lot to him. Been going through a bit of a slump. It was great to see the boys from Brazil dig us out because I think they both needed it. Coutinho's turning the corner with them in as yeah. well with his form. Well, like Paul Brennan said, he's, he's like he's he's great for Liverpool, but because it's unlikely a really big club is going to try to take him away because of the inconsistency over the course of a season has been there since he signed for us. Now, if he's going to hit form, Jesus, let him hit form for the last nine games of the season. That's when we need him to hit form, especially on the run-in that we have to do. And, you know, this, this is the time when we need our most creative, most attacking players to step up and really make a difference for us. I think it's a self-belief for him as well. He's starting for Brazil too. Mm. I mean, all of a sudden he realises, well, I think he's believing in himself a little bit more than he did before. But what a goal. Mm. Like Craig said, though, you could see what I meant to Firmino. And it looked like a bit of a pressure off his shoulders. Because normally he, he doesn't take the jersey off. He gets halfway up and he thinks about it. But he says, now fuck, I'm going to take the card here. He scored an identical goal to that. For Hoffenheim. Yeah, yeah I've seen that, yeah. Yep. Which in, is great. In, in the Bundy's league. That must, that must be, that must be <laughs> a trademark strike. But looking at it, so like, in, in, and even Coutinho's goal itself, lovely finish. Yeah. Although I do love when the, when the commentator says, who, he's the one player you want this ball to drop to. Well, not really, because oh. I've, I've seen enough of those things yeah. hitting the corner flags and hitting people <laughs> in the stand and everything. Like, What about Sturridge when he came out? What did we think? I thought Sturridge did okay. I think... For, but at, at the same time, it, it, with Stoke 1-0 up and they're looking to keep their lead, 
he's potentially the right type of player you want on the pitch at that stage where he can drop off and deal with something a little bit more thing. The only thing is, I possibly would have liked to see Origi stay on with Storage because, again, I'll always say, I think Storage only plays well when he has another centre forward alongside him. Um, you know, when he hasn't, he's never been a good Liverpool player as a, as a lone striker. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, he's he's like twice the player when he has someone beside him. Yeah, I think it's one. I think he wants to be the man and he wants to be the number one, but he's not. He never mm. will be. Like he was at his best when he was alongside, as you said, another striker and a better player than Suarez. Mm. He had his best ever season. And he's heartbreaking because you see the talent he has. You see the goal he scored against Basel last year in the final, and then you see that he fucking doesn't show up for half the season, or he's sulking, or he can't play, or he's fucking sneezed and he's done out his hip. Goals he are sensational, yeah, by the way. That's. Out. That's the last draw, like he's gone. Gold teeth out. It's interesting. It's interesting. Gold I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if he had platinum teeth Correct. and he injected his eyebrows with titanium eyebrows, right, as, as a weapon, right? Because once he scored in gold, I don't care. It's like the, it's the debate we had around Firmino, people trying to throw out the stats that Firmino is the best in Europe and everything but gold scored. I'm sorry, but That's if it's a, a forward. Big issue when you're centre forward, isn't it? I would rather a centre forward scores 100 goals a season. And never steps, never does more than like what exactly. he does to score a goal. Yeah, yeah, right. And he guarantees you hundred goals in a season. Like you, you take that any day of the week. Of course, yeah. Send the forwards there to score goals. We've been agreeing I'm, a lot lately. What's wrong? I don't know. I don't I'm, not like it. I'm not comfortable. Well, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they, look. Um, one of the big thing that's come out is the the the, the plaudits, the the you know the 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 accolades, the accolades, the pronouncements. Around Simon Mignolet, right? Yeah. Um, okay. I'll, I'll start with the science bit. People are saying that that save is those saves were incredible miracle saves. They were because one of them is a result of bad technique, okay. right? The second save is bad technique. We've another GK here, right? Fourth save is very fortunate. Adam puts the ball anywhere else in that goal, yeah. and it's it's in the back of the net. Second one is poor technique and I'll tell you why it's poor technique because that goal is normally scored about 9 times out of 10 against Mignolet and most of the time we're looking at him going why is he going down on his knees and not die for the shot he made himself smaller he makes himself smaller and this instance and he actually saves it with his knees he doesn't save it with his hands he saves it with his knees all wrong he does exactly what we don't want him to do all the time we want him to come out like Peter Schmeichel-esque starfish Mm -hmm. make himself big and as you said this or he didn't he went down and his knee went out and for for us it worked out this time thankfully but you're spot on 99.99% 99.99% of the times that got, but that ball's gone into the net. So we ha- we're having this debate that, that, that Klopp comes out and he says that he hasn't cost us a point and he's been a great goalkeeper for, all, uh, for us all season, right? Which is insanity. Uh, which, is, which is mad. And the, the fear I have and it's, it's the narrative that's going on in the Liverpool Echo at the moment is that we aren't going to upgrade the keeper. So either he doesn't think, he thinks Mignolet is good enough and Karius is going to act as backup or um, he's just lying to keep up Mignolet's confidence at the end of the season. Which I hope it is the case. Whoever he did, they have given him an extra. Uh, the, 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 Klopp renewed his contract, um, and I wouldn't be trying to second guess where Klopp actually his mindset is on Mignolet because he could well be telling the truth and coming out and saying what it is. This guy in goal, despite everything that that's been put out there, he has a fifty nine percent save ratio this season. Right? You look at any any all the other goalkeepers in the top seven teams have something over sixty five percent. Okay. With the exception of Bravo, he's not a goalkeeper. Who's fair. also being dropped from the position? Caballero's come in and he has a sixty-eight percent save ratio since he got back in yeah. for for Manchester City. De Gea, Courtois, both over seventies, 
and um, Laurie's at Spurs has a 75%. He's the highest one in, in, in the league mm-hmm. at 75% of a save ratio. Mignolet's at 59. He's not even in the 60 percentages. It puts him down about 15th out of all the goalkeepers in the league. Now, one of the big issues that we've said earlier on is that in the Bournemouth game, he has two instances to come up with one big save. One big save, we win that game 2-1. Doesn't happen. And that's been, that's been a recurring piece of, of the season. There's a reason why he's at 59% for a save ratio. That's not, that is not a top six goalkeeper. Full stop. Do you know what Kale's made the argument he's a good shot stopper? He'd want to be, he's a fucking goalkeeper. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, it's the basic, it's one on one a goalkeeper. I think it muddies the waters a little bit as well if you're just talking about shot stopping because there's so much more to it than oh, that. I, I absolutely, I'm, I'm, but I'm going down to just, if you look, if, if it's, it's really the only Something that's tangible. high level statistic that you can actually you can put your finger on yeah, to say tangible. and measure yeah. goalkeepers, yeah. right? Somebody was saying, well, they don't face the same type of shots, but over the course of a season, the goalkeeper's going to face the same series and Generally, types of shots yeah. they're not going to be in the exact same position they're not going to be the same force and all that type of stuff but they're going to face headers they're going to save long distance shots slow, um, short distance shots in close ins all that type of stuff and if you are 59% in a team that has ambitions to win the league it's not going to happen it's not going to happen for you no. and you're going to concede 50 plus goals a season and then, well, so on top of that then you have to add how uncommanding he is of his area absolutely is, I'd say he's in the bottom <laughs> rung of the league as well and that so he's shit really 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 <laughs> shit no look but listen that's what it boils down you can put it, all the stats in the world no, crap look you give him his plaudits he was he got he won us the points on on, sad, on Saturday no doubt about it yep but like it's like Mignolet at the moment it's like it's like if you're in a relationship and your partner cheats on you doesn't matter how many times you come back or how good you are you're never going to trust him Mm-mm. and that's the way I see it with him now I'd never trust him because since he's came in, he's cost us points. Season three years ago, this is three years ago. There's always been times where you're saying, "Fuck's sake, mean you're like." And he might be people might be making. Oh, he's, I can't remember the last mistake he made or anything like that. But he's an average goalkeeper, and to be the team we want to be, having an average keeper isn't enough. You need a top keeper. You look at every other team in the top six, and you could argue they all have or they're very good at top goalkeepers. With the even on that bench, with the exception of City who have swapped their goalkeepers around this season. So I did a bit of digging and it turns out the Mignolet's save percentages have been reducing year on year since 13-14. His best season for Liverpool was 13-14. He went, he was over 70% then. He went, he dropped below 68% the following season down to 65 last season and he's at 59 this season. But at this rate, if he stays for next season, he'd be saving, saving less than one every, every two shots. Like, and the simple fact is at the moment, his the one is zero. <laughs> there you go. It's a you real, just, real problem, isn't you it? Just so how, stop you just how Klopp is only saying these types of things just to keep up appearances because look, he was going to replace him in the summer because Carrius got injured in pre season. And ended up in shit. look, whatever about that, but he got he got injured in pre season. Klopp was eyeing him as the number one. Even though Mignolet had a decent run of games for Carrius's injury, Klopp came out and saying Carrius is the number one. Uh-huh. And then when he played him in and it didn't work out for him. He put Mignolet back in. So he obviously had the idea of replacing Mignolet this summer with Carrius and using Mignolet as backup. So I don't think Klopp has seen enough within this nine months of the season to say, okay, I'm going to stick with Mignolet. All I'm saying is that Carrius isn't good enough either. And I've, no, I, was a big fan, I was a big fan of him on the pod, but I'm going to say, if, if you're going to measure him, that chap is down below 65% in, 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 in the races as well this season for us. And that's, it's not good enough. I want a fella who's who's at least seventy, 
who's scored at least 70% on season on season, right? Because that's, that's, the, that's the top level goalkeeper. And you uh-huh. can measure that across all the leagues and look at where they are. And it's all the 70% pluses are the fellas that you want in your team. Because that gives you a 7 in 10 chance of him saving the shot that's coming at him. That's my biggest problem with Mignolet is it can't be, I suppose, measured by stats. It's the air around the ground every time the ball's at his feet. You can feel the tension, yeah. and that can't be measured by stats. And You can give me the argument that, yeah, he hasn't got a centre-back pair in front of him that is consistent, but he's fucking atrocious with the ball at his oh. feet. He, your nerves are gone every time. And then he has this habit as well where he, he collects the ball and we're looking to break quickly, and he pretends to throw it, mm-hmm. and then yeah. he pulls back on it. Then again... Ridiculous. They were all going on about how good he was on Saturday, but I didn't see anyone on Twitter or any analyst touch on actually his part in the two goals that Bournemouth scored because mm. he just created absolute chaos. He chances to just fucking get rid and get rid of the ball, but then again, his distribution put air back for under pressure. Bournemouth just applied the press, ball came back to Voynaldum. He's five yards outside his own box, doesn't know what to do, and plays their striker in. Have you ever seen a goalkeeper in your life have a ball passed back to him and he waits and he waits and he waits till it goes over the fucking byline for a corner before he goes to kick it? Listen, he's I, a fucking idiot. His, <laughs> he's the, his job is around footballs all day, every day. And, and he, he does, can't kick one. And he doesn't even have to do tricks or anything. He doesn't have to do you tricks or anything. Oh, he said, was, oh, I was talking to me, missus. It's all sorted, lads. You know what? Who are you talking to? <laughs> Well, Sergio, go on, get up out of that. Go on, what do you call him? Sergio Pancake Choco Butio. Because he won't come off his line. He's, He's got chocolate wrists and chocolate ankles. And his face looks like a pancake. They don't give a shit. No, I'm it, stuck with this pig Mignolet. We could talk about, talk about Mignolet. It's like it's being a dead horse at this stage. I, I think uh, 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 it was summed up best for me. It's 2017 and Lucas and Mignolet are still in the side, right? So it's like... Okay, lads, look, uh, uh, and I don't want to, it's, it's not negative. It was a brilliant win, right? And I'm delighted he made those saves. And I think the reason why everyone got so hyper about it is because we're not used to him making saves. And I think that's ultimately, what was, that's it? what it boils yeah, down that, to. That, that's that's like it someone just told you about Christmas and Santa. Yeah. <laughs> what, I mean? What's this? A fella comes and gives you presents? Yeah. That's what happened. So, like, I genuinely, I think half it's because none of us, none of us, are the first time we have a wank. <laughs> well, why <laughs> haven't I been doing this shit for years? <laughs> <laughs> now you're a tortillo. Holy shit, balls! I'll have some more of that, please. <laughs> but look, you know, it, it is great, and we, we we head into the weekend. And just looking at the other results, you look at Arsenal last night against against Palace, right? And uh, forget the other narrative that's going on down at Crystal Palace because it is the Crystal Palace family, and everyone is happy down there. But you know. You're looking at that. One of the things that we were saying, we've points on the board. So we don't, the, the flip side is we don't beat Stoke there. We lose to Stoke. United are closing on us and it changes Arsenal's complexion going into the Crystal Palace game. They yeah. start to believe that they can catch us again. Right? Yeah. By winning, it's the pressure is on those teams going into those matches all the time. Just by winning, relentless winning, it just becomes so hard. The other teams, then they do start to crack. Yeah, of course you do. Like you look at Chelsea, everyone gave up on the league back in February because every time anyone dropped points Chelsea were still winning and right. only because they dropped a couple of points recently has anyone thought they might get a sniff but in reality what they're seven points clear yeah and I think there's a, there's, a, there's a bit here which is a great learning experience for the team going into next season the season after right if they can continue to win under this under pressure knowing that if we win our goal gets closer and gets closer and gets closer the biggest issue that Liverpool teams have had for the last four or five years 
has been every time there has been a prize up for grabs, mm. they've wilted and disappeared off. Even last year when there was still a chance of Champions League football and we were in the open and all that type of stuff, mm. the performances that happened on the pitch, it didn't matter because they just didn't, weren't mentally strong enough going into the games and didn't believe they were going to get mm. top four. Whereas this side, touch wood, looks like it may have just found a bit of grit, a bit, so. of, a bit so. of really gritty determination about them. That's where you, you touched on earlier on. You can't underplay the significance of that win against Stoke. Mm. Mentally, apart from obviously the three points, it, it, it turned the fans almost around the corner. Mm. None of us seen that second half coming mm. after the first half. And, I didn't because yeah. I was out on the beach. Yeah, you Then you came back <laughs> and you're watching that, that sport you told me about rugby. <laughs> no, but it's huge. Like If we hadn't picked up those three points, as you said, Arsenal probably could have went into the Palace game last night, done something different. They even picked up a point and they're closing in on us and United are closing in on us and the pressure's there. But points on the board, is you, it's better than anything. We've seen in 13-14 the pressure of playing catch-up. Mm. Absolutely. So, don't mention the war. <laughs> so, Neil, Palace, 13-14. Still, it's still reverberating in your head. It's when horrible, you... <laughs> but it was horrible. I'm only watching second halves now, you know, football matches. Is that this what you're doing? Thing. Yeah, so I turned it on last night and just a shiver down my back. <laughs> this is where it happened. This is where it all went wrong. Seen it. I, it, it, wasn't. it wasn't a slip. It, wasn't. it was. It was a slip. I can't look at Dwight York or, or not Dwight York. Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale. I fucking hate him. Fucking hate the cunt. Isn't Dwight Gale now at Newcastle? Yeah. Yeah, he's top striker. Yeah. Top scorer in the championship, yeah. I think, as yeah. well. Yeah. He was, he's, he's, no, actually, that's a lie because we were linked with the top scorer in the championship today and it's actually Chris Cook Chris, or something. Chris oh, Woods from Leeds. Leeds. Chris Woods. Goal. He played in goal. <laughs> that, that is his name. And Rangers. The fucking is him. He's 25 goal player for New Zealand in the World Cup scorer in the World Cup. We're going to buy him. Play <laughs> meltdown on Twitter earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Sessegnon. Sessegnon well, and well, Gilfie Sigurdsson sh- I guarantee we're going to drop in the top tier in the Sigurd, top like tier said, 40 million 200 million crop tones round get me Champions League 40. players Championship players is it no problem yeah, mm-hmm. yes. not hard to be coming in next in the left wing I actually to be honest with you I like the look of that Sessegnon lad who That's like, when, whenever, I, whenever I've seen him play he was very good very very good when have you seen him play <laughs> against Spurs in the FA Cup so you've seen him once yeah that's what I said I'm not saying I'm not saying he's good see what you're doing there that's Liverpool scouting for the last four fucking years. And Monitoring. <laughs> Ricky Lambert did brilliant against us. Sign him. He's deadly. Jonathan Woodgate was a Liverpool scout. He what is. He is well, a here, scout. Here's a show, actually. Not anymore. I think he's, he's fucking managing somewhere now, isn't if, he? If, going back to Stoke, if you could mould a player to play against Liverpool, he wouldn't be any better than Jonathan Walters. No, we said on our podcast before. A, that goal was coming all week. So we should, I think we should sign him to stop him scoring against us. You reckon? Yeah, even though we got six points off them this year, the same way we paid twenty million for Ben Teke, like he couldn't, he couldn't play against us. So, John, John the Mulders is well, again, we're, going, we're, we're, go, we're going back, we're going back to fucking Liverpool transfer, <laughs> <laughs> fucking scouting for the last five years. Bogdan, what a game he had for Blackburn <laughs> yeah, against us. Sign him, Bogdan. Quick. His only game all season for Blackburn. He, he was, was on the bench imagine, for the whole and, season. And what was the other was Australian like, fellow? I was, I was Matty Ryan, the Dudek-esque Brad Jones. Played for Shells. Currently the best goalkeeper in the world. Best goalkeeper in the world. In the world games. Actor Beggs. Actor Beg. Is that no? There is. You know what, lads? If we, if we, I'm sick of this fucking goat or goats are fucking shite as well. The little pudgy bastard had his chance <laughs> nice. to join us. He can fuck off yeah. and stay over in yeah, Germany. Nice. Now nah, we got rid of one fat German in the old M Ray Charm. We have the new M Ray now, so he is looking want, a lot slimmer. We don't he need is, it. Yeah. We don't need is, another fat German. Yeah. I thought he got his hair cut and I realised he had it done very well for the game against Stoke. Staying off the kebabs. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with that. 
it's a good it's a good lesson for any young sporting midfielder out there don't eat kebabs don't eat loads of kebabs yeah or else you'll end up like Charlie Adam or burgers that's a fat cult isn't he <laughs> Is he can't even finish out the game though lads he comes on as a sub and he gets taken off I'll tell you if you're taken off if you come on as a sub if you come off it's the ultimate insult isn't it and he gets taken back off forget about it he looked at his work after he took the head shot and he saved it as well that was Harper from the fry at half time he literally can only play for 60 minutes. He definitely, he definitely only eats streaky bacon. bacon. He, he's, ready for, he's ready for the Masters 6 aside for 60 minutes. Yeah, 10 million. Do you know what? He'd probably still get a game for the fucking Liverpool Legends team and Lucas is having a bleeding testimonial oh, yeah. or something mad like that. I will say one thing though. I know Shakir is a fat little pudding as well. He's got some whip on the ball. Not confused. He's the oddest looking human being I've ever seen. He's like, he's... He's going to run down the barrel. But like I tell you, I, I'd love one player in a team that could whip in the delivery like that. Terence Trent Darby looked like he could whip in across. He's stuck one in, in the Bournemouth game, I think, into Origi after a strip. If you let me stay. If you let me stay. I heard you lads call him that one time. That's in there. It is, yeah. It is. Aubameyangs. Cock Woodward. We have Aubameyangs now. Aubameyangs. Danny Hemrick, Aubameyangs. You don't need Aubameyangs. Got Aubameyangs. And, uh, yeah. well, I actually seen someone today that Chris was that you were talking about saying you know he's the exact same as Lewandowski <laughs> <laughs> well he did the same for Lewandowski yep yeah, he's the exact, he is the exact Who's same. <laughs> Chris Woods, the 48-year-old goalkeeper playing up front for Leeds, is the is exact same as Lewandowski. Full pre-season, more quick clap. Shit. <laughs> is it? A lot yeah. of shite it is. It's a fucking fraud. <laughs> uh, Obamayings. Oh, Once we have Obamayings back, we're flying. He's the, he's the type of world-class he's the type of wait till you see us he's the one we have won a match we didn't win a match for fucking six months on the bounce uh, wrecked the lads are all wrecked every week we're going to be coming in to do this running it's just going oh Jesus <laughs> no look at it like West Ham Crystal Palace, Palace Southampton West Brom's you hope they're on the beach Mark. already they've got the 40 points and bollocks Pulis absolutely despises Klopp he, 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 he hates Klopp he's legging it down the sideline with the cap he says who does this fuck I think he is coming in from Europe in his tracksuit maybe he's a really nice bloke and you just fucking got him Def- wrong. Definitely not a nice bloke. Yeah. And if he gives us three points at the weekend I'm telling you now he's a fantastic fella and he should be given the freedom of the city was he? doesn't matter Stoke <laughs> Anyone get that? They make fucking plates there. <laughs> I think I could have that possibly. The charity I drove plate. through it one time. So come here, Neil. West Brom. You looking forward to? I can't believe my fell second half. <laughs> I'm petrified. James McLean has me up at night. I'm petrified. James McLean. See, these are the, these are these type of players that played for Everton at some stage. They're all the same. James McCarthy, James Beatty, James McLean. They're all the same fella. Yeah. They're literally all the same player, just re- reborn. And they all go to the same clubs after Everton: West Brom, Villa, Middlesbrough, Sunderland. Like, like, so, like I, so, I heard the, 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 the Sunderland lineup at the weekend, and I honestly thought it was Everton. David Moyes, Oviedo. Half the fucking Everton team that used me, going, I thought they played yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> no, not agreeing with that. Are you not? No. no. Rodwell in the middle, madness. They all end up in the same team. But right, so West Brom at the weekend, what do you want, Neil, in the second half that you're going to watch? Yeah, I'll be picking it up in the 46th minute. I expect us to win comfortably, actually. Sean, um, who do you fear of West Brom and what do you want from us? Rodman. 
what do you want this tra- do you want this trade the back to continue um, I want the team that's that the second half of Stoke to play that exact 11 that'd be the team I'd go with mm. 100% who do I fear off West Brom well your man McCauley bangs in the goal from centre half mm. and they're all headers in the six yard box buy him. which is our kryptonite <laughs> Rondon is a big awkward bastard he's physical and we don't tend to deal well with big physical strikers and they said like this is Stoke and there's a horrible team anymore West Brom uh, mm. that team that we thought Stoke were going to be well there's a reason why West Brom have done very well this season because they're such a horrible team basically and it is Pulis incarnate yeah like the, the, there's no two ways about it but, like, but he does what he does and he they're, they're mid table now aren't they same Ho- way that. Well, great. hopefully they're on the holidays but I just can't see Pulis send now because t- he, he does he hates Klopp no, not, no proof whatsoever but he's not yeah he does yeah. He, yeah, he puts his towels out at half eight oh, in the morning as well yeah. yeah definitely one of them no, but, they were beating at home the weekend weren't they were beating they were beating at home the weekend by Southampton so look that's you see the Lana and Pendo are back from the pyjama party in the States and <laughs> Would you, I'd love to see a midfield three for that game no, of Pendo, Can no. and Mignaldum because it's going to be a battle and like. I think Chan has looked a lot better since Hendo went there I don't think Hendo should just jump back in either because to be honest with you, it's chronic heel injury that nobody wants to talk about he's captain isn't he nobody wants to, it doesn't matter I if he's captain he comes straight back in I do Honestly, is that not the unwritten that? law of being a captain now yeah I think it is yeah. I think <laughs> he comes straight back in if he's fit I don't see a problem with the midfield two that we had already anyways Playing it, four it, picks itself, doesn't it? I think. Yeah, it could revert back to Klein, Milner, and uh-huh. Matip, and if he's fit, Lovren. and Lo- oh, yeah, Is he got? I'm getting nervous even saying Lovren's name, lads. No, I don't think. We don't have an issue. No, I don't really anymore. To be honest with you, he'd no. be a good squad player next year. Hopefully, see his lovely slice clearance. <laughs> the last game was beautiful. I yeah. still, don't, I still don't think he, he's he's as big an issue as Clavin is. No. Clavin's a liability does not and like Clavin is the fella that you keep his four choice that you need to fill in for one or two games yeah. when you're relying on him to take you through a run into the end of the season well that's because Matip is so injury prone well it isn't even Matip if, if, we've, if we've gone through at the back now to try allow for taking on teams who are potentially going to sit back and let us come on but looking at the, at, at, at the West Brom team well look, they've got Chadley and they've got Phillips on the two flanks and those two lads whatever like they, they haven't got great quality but they do like to stay wide and, and they do like and McLean, McLean, McLean didn't start in the last game against Southampton and I, I can't see them changing much from what's okay. there So, but they do have Johnny Evans at centre back he loves Liverpool yeah, he's, and he's also not very good and they've got Darren Fletcher who's their captain is that Matt Phillips on the wing yeah. yeah yeah, he likes Liverpool as well yeah he does and Chadley used to play well for Spurs against us. Okay. The only the only team he used to play well against was ourselves for Spurs. And as you said, you've got you've got Rondon up top, who has all the makings of the type of striker that will cause our defence problems. Now, in straight long ball terms, them going back to front from their centre backs, I'm not that worried. I think we, I actually think we deal well with a straight ball down the pitch. So do I, it's yeah. only when the Diagonal ball goes wide, diagonals, yeah, where you need. You need your keeper to be commanding either to come and take it or, Organisational or, or, or have yeah. the organised. Can we play Carrius and Minya? Like? I don't know. I was thinking that myself. <laughs> could we see? Could we invoke the? We'll only play nine men outfield if you let us play two and goal. We give Lucas a shot in that as well. Well, it's probably the one position he hasn't played in at this stage. Guarantee his testimony. Yeah, 
Is he getting a testimonial? He's 10 well, years. He's 10 years. not going. Oh, but you wouldn't have gone anyway. I'd probably brought the old again. <laughs> Poor old devil. <laughs> That's not fair, I'm sure it's not. I actually name a young lad after Lucas. Did not, you? I'm not word of a lie, yeah. Do you want to just head off there? <laughs> Why? I just like what he... I like his whole attitude, if I'm being honest. I like the fact that he takes all the shit everybody gives him. bombshell. I'll tell you, t- I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that he's in anywhere near the top player at the club or anywhere near it but I just like his attitude I like that he's always tried to improve that he's been ultra professional that he's been at the club that he cooks dinner for the lads when they come round on the that, Tuesday night and that, he, re- that, and that he reads people's tweets that he's not tagged in and then replies to them after you know, he wins John a game Barnes used to play for Liverpool eh? the name John was available there yeah no he, he didn't look like a John he's a redhead he didn't look like a John what about Lewis huh? what about Lewis Lewis he's down to Lucas or Bogdan so. what <laughs> <laughs> What? Would even bring Bogdan into... Because he got red hair, like, I didn't know what else... Is that a red hair, and I didn't know what else to call him. Could you call him David Fairclough? That's a good show, I never thought of that. Why <laughs> <laughs> have to go to Deep Hall? Call him John. Call him Deep Hall. You could have called him John. That's not mine, so... Revelations. Revelations. Bombshells. <laughs> but isn't it a bombshell? I named my kid after Lucas. turning into loose women. <laughs> well, you can say you named him after a, a good Lucas, though. It was a Lucas holding George. him home and away. George, I think, yeah. well. <laughs> George Lucas. Lucas Radaby. Lucas Radaby. Lucas Piedzon. Oh, he was deadly, wasn't he? Yeah. In football manager 2012. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a, I'm not. I'm deadly serious. I did. I named him after Lucas Ava. Well done, you. And and do you spo- do you despise him? The son. Yeah. No. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> when you see him 10 years later and he's still hanging around you're like I wish you'd fuck off you little bastard when is he leaving when is he leaving has he gone to school has he finished school Jesus Christ right so um, Sean do we keep up is it going to be win draw loss win draw loss draw strike a lucky not win a win a win yeah win. Two, win. away win Away win. This is. I'm only saying draw because I was thinking back. Anytime I said we we'd win on this podcast, we, we haven't. haven't. And no. I said we'd probably draw against Arsenal. And I said we'd draw against Stoke. So all right. And we say three 0 draw to Liverpool. Okay, draw. <laughs> Craig, come for a win. Come for a win for us. Yeah, definitely. Think three one because we don't can't keep a clean sheet. That's never happening. Why? Mignolet is brilliant now. Though. There we go. There we go. <laughs> he's yeah. brilliant. Cars he will. He's playing up front. <laughs> With Chris Woods. With Chris Woods, yeah. Chris Woods and Mignolet up front. So anyway, I wins all around. I don't know. I, 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 I'm just too... I've seen things crumble too many times as, as, over the last 27 years. So I just... I don't know. We haven't won there in a while, have we? Against West Brom? Away. I remember, I, remember, I, remember, I remember some horrible results against them as well. I remember one of, I think it was a Rogers Force game. It's like a council session for Phil, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and all is there to stand on end. I just hate supporting Liverpool. They're basically saying, my life is ruined. The last 40 years have been shocking. 39 years and 51 weeks. Right, so, outside of Liverpool, lots of things have been going on. Um... Sacco's going to win the Ballon d'Or. Chris Sack Palace pill. What? Sack Palace pill. Sacco pill. Sacco pill. Do you know, yeah. I, am, I am so, 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 so sick of listening to fucking Sacco is this. Sacco is done Palace. Sacco. If we need a defender, let's get Sacco back. 
Sacco, 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 Sacco. And even fucking instead with Sacco in the media. Shut up! Just shut the fuck up. Stop going on about a player who's never going to play for this club again. Just shut the fuck up every week. Sacco, Sacco, Sacco. Sack him. Simple fucking story. Sacco. Go watch Crystal Palace. Stop watching Liverpool. Stop talking about Liverpool. Just watch fucking. Watch the team you support. Sacco team. It's simple for me. The manager has the call. You back the manager. The manager decided he was no good for the squad. You back top. End of story. End of it. Simple. Game over. I won't lie, lads. There's a, bit, there's a little bit of me saying, we might give him a pre-season. Because <laughs> <laughs> last night I was watching the was fucking chat. I was like, Klopp might give him a pre-season. You never know. That's the problem. No, he's, but, he's good for last season. No, in, ter- he's no good for in terms of Sago, uh, it's a dead horse. There's no point talking about him, at least until the summer anyway. He's not in air control anymore. Why is everyone talking about Sago? Markovic has been brilliant for Hull. Shut up. <laughs> what? That's such a Liverpool thing. He's not having that. He's used to get hit. We had to pay Chelsea to pay somebody else to get him. Yeah. Did we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chelsea had first. Uh, Wisdom's been brilliant as well Chelsea in whatever league he's played in. He's the new Laurie. He's the new Wisdom. Anyway, listen, is Laurie still at the audience. club or is he on loan or was he sold? I've no, no he's got to he is. I don't, don't care where he is. He's sold, is he? He's shit. Wisdom he's been brilliant for Reddit. Markovic is shit. They're all shit. What about Joe Gomez? He's shit as well, obviously. He doesn't exist. Yeah, that's true. They wheel out this fella and they say, here's Joe Gomez, we gave him a five-year contract. Disappears. And Stewart... In a vortex. Stewart, he's the future of the club. Never seen again. Stewart just runs laps around Melwood, I think. They sent put a video out. Kicks as well. Look, 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 how, look how brilliant this fella is in training. Robbed them from Spurs. Look at look how brilliant this fella is in training. That's great. Yeah, just collect them. Do we, do we win contract there? Do we steady. win training now? Is that the most Everton thing I've ever heard? Look how brilliant this fella is in training. Fuck off. Oh, Fuck off. Oh. Bring Sacco back. Why? <laughs> why did we give them contracts? I do not understand. Protect it. their value. Oh, see, that's <laughs> the same way we did with We gave them a five-year contract. <laughs> protect his value. Really protect. Protect his value. Really protect. Protect. Five years. Protect them. What should we give him a week? There was a special on insurance for players. Is that what it was? Yeah, <laughs> there was yeah. special offer on five-year contract. We give you five years insurance for the prize of one year. Many kids of you. Two. Anyone call Simon? <laughs> <laughs> Martin. Well, no. <laughs> no. All right. That's alright Glenn Glenn Hussain <laughs> No, the John Glenton um, So Neil, any, anything strange to for the weekend? Uh, what's been going on this uh, Well today we had a, a dive bomb attack that, that, Like You just come out with this shit You know I'm not going to be able to use it I'm, you keep, I'm going to edit this week. You're not going to edit it Because if you start editing it won't, It won't come out until next fucking After the, the West Brom game Give me the After the West Brom game okay. So what's happening be, this week Champions League fucking. There'll be chipmunks on it Instead of humans And I won't know what's going on All right. Okay then right Fair enough Fuck yeah. you yeah. Wreck me buzz Go on what do, you, what do you think Well no, it's Easter isn't it Yeah Not hmm. no call it Easter yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you yeah, yeah. Call it Easter. You defend somebody. It's just Sunday. If we, if we don't if we don't call it Easter, I'll defend somebody for not calling it Easter. So I can't win here. So chocolate weekend is coming up. The chocolate weekend. Yeah, that's offensive. Well, you couldn't have given up for Lent because Lent is offensive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. When when the imaginary man went in, put hang on, hang on. The imaginary man went into the desert and didn't eat or drink for forty nights and forty days. He said, and he said, the one thing you need to learn here is that you have to give up sweets 
for the same amount of time as I've eaten nothing. I've drank nothing and eaten nothing. So what I want you to do for me is don't well, eat sweets. Well, he couldn't sweets. hold the cup. Kept falling through the holes in his hands. <laughs> no, he hadn't been crucified at that stage. Oh, I didn't know. No. That's Ramadan I'm taking off. <laughs> <Huh>? Ramadan. <laughs> you're on a place for stock. <laughs> Do you reckon before he went in that he, he made pancakes from scratch or he used the mix that you buy in Aldi? Who? Jesus. Yeah, before he went Aldi. in. Before he had the big Where's feast. sandals, mate? Yeah, he didn't true. have to make anything. Do you not remember when he was at that feast at the, at the, at the other story? Bless it, be. And he was like, we've no wine. Do you know? Yeah. There you go. Go and check that water. You need the session with me. You need him about half go, six in the morning. Go check the water. Uh, any pancakes? <laughs> any pancakes? I hate flipping. I hate, I hate the forced pancake. Not a bother. Boom. Boom. About half six in the morning. Someone ring Jesus. <laughs> For what? I'm trying to bring a bit of wine with him. <laughs> Jesus. Do you know what would be nice now? A drop I know of you're not coming in. Just give us that gaggle. Drop a, <laughs> dro- drop a wine. Boom. Job done. 200 million well I suppose Sean it is a good point we wanted to let the whole world know that we're going to spend 200 million not 100 million but 200 million thinking of selling as a player double it yeah at least so Southampton are going to sell Van Dijk to us for for 50 million we're now having to spend 100 million so we'll get him for 100 million and we'll get Zaha for about 68 million get Van Dijk for 100 million so we'll get we will wait for Gilfie I'm going to drop 40 million and I can feel it. It's all right. We're getting 30 million for Stacco. And 50 million for Moreno. Oh no, yeah. we get about 12 for Stacco when the time comes. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the other day that they had a hefty price tag on Moreno. How much is it? A fiver or something? 15 million. Apparently. No, it's actually Let a price tag. It's a physical price tag <laughs> that's made out of a concrete block. I think block. your man who stands on O'Connell Street with yeah, 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 the board yeah, like it's, that. It's, it's like the boards, the wooden boards. Sandwich board. Must be what's Clavan. It, was, it must have been one of them. Yeah, I was Clavan had around his neck. Was it against Bournemouth? <laughs> Just standing there. What's Quick, the king? Torn. Shoo, shoo, torn. Shoo. I'd say he was whispering in the Where's king's the ear. Ball gone? Shoo, go on, Where's shoo. that ball dropped there and out of the air? Where's it gone? <laughs> where does it's the, definitely up where in the air still. Where did that figure come from? The two hundred million. Is that Melissa ready? Well, Paul hmm. Joyce uh, opening bracket build closing bracket. But yeah, so 200 million, it's, it's not going to be 100 million, it's going to be 200 million. Nice. How much was this, the new truss again? 190 million. So we're going to spend the price of the new stand on players this year. Yeah. So what we just put a truss across the, the final tour? Across the goal? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, lads. You have to get past that if you want to score a goal. Imagine thinking we weren't going to win the league if that happened. Like a monkey bear trying to get through, man. <laughs> huh? <laughs> no, you stick your kid in there so you can have a smoker in the playground. Is that just me? Yeah. 200 million, Neil. For 200 million, who would you sell? Who would I buy? Yeah. How many would you buy and who would you buy? I'd, well, we need five and 200 million is enough. <laughs> it's not enough, though, because the, the prices where you are now in the Premier League, they've all doubled at least. Well, they have only had we have two hundred million, not a hundred million to spend. No, but they have. But, so five players and two hundred million is not enough to spend. I don't think it is. Right. No. Sean, but I don't think we need two hundred million to spend in the first place. I right. think you just need to buy the right players. Right. Um, I'd love to see us getting bringing in Van Dyke. Craig, <laughs> two hundred million. How many? It's a whole spine five again. I agree Another with that. Spine. Yeah, definitely. We need a spine. I'm mm. telling you, it's, it's the way forward. We've had more fucking spines than Christmas. Chris Varese, for fuck's sake. If you think about the jigsaw, an exosuit is what we need. We, don't need, we need an exosuit. <laughs> we don't need. <laughs> at that stage, yeah, then we don't need to get a spine. Yeah, we just yeah, have yeah, an exosuit. Everybody exo-suit. had to buy a spine. Everything, everything is around. So the exosuit will hold you up. And no, seriously though, goalkeeper, left back, centre half, striker, and midfielder, and then yeah. You think he'd go striker or a wide forward? He'd probably go for another sort of Mane kind of player. I think uh, Quasi. 
Quasi model. Oh, I'd love. <laughs> what are they part of Regista? Regista because I don't know what they what? are. You get a Regista because I don't know what they a are. Regista. A Trequi. A Trequi. It's a new pair of. Uh, no, we need a Trequi. Quartista. Quartista. Yeah, Quartista. Quartista. So we reckon for 200 million we can definitely get Toran, Simeo, Quaresma. This year. Definitely. 100%. I say 200 million and sign. We aren't spending 200 million. No. I, I'd be surprised if our net spend is anything close to 30 million. Oh, net spend. I, I, know, I know you don't want to hear it. I, I don't think, want to hear it. No, I don't. I think, we'll spend, I think we'll spend on transfer fees around about 95 million, right? Yeah. And we'll make back in about another 60 million of that, right? And people can give out about it, but FSG, FSG at the outset said, I completely agree with you wholeheartedly. That's we can the way spend, it is. We can spend 25 million without expanding the stadium uh, and about 30 million. Yeah. We can spend about 30 million when we expand the stadium. So that's what I'm expecting to see. And, and people can give out all they want. Yeah, and if you don't like to support someone else, that's just how it is. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah. If you improve the team at the end of the summer, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Realistically, once the team's improved, we're fans, we shouldn't give a shit about the money. At the end of the day, we want the, the 14 players or the 15 players that are going to be yeah. there for each game. And as long as he improves the team, then so be it. And the other thing, I don't think we need a massive clear though. I think no. we, we need to get rid of three or four, bring in five, bring in five starters and make sure that we the the, the players that were, taught, that were big enough from the academy play the League Cup matches, play uh-huh. games, right? And, and they become, the, when you need to fill in, in the same way that Woodbourne and Alexander came in at the weekend, right? That's when you use them. And you, you actually use them. You've got the likes of Ejaria, right? We've seen him in pre-season, we've seen him in things, and he looks a wonderful player. Grujic, he needs to get a chance, he needs to get games, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So the, the, you've got this bank of players, there's no point in us going and signing fucking more Clavins and Bogdans, right, to fill up a squad and end up having to get them off the wage bill in two years' time, yeah. when you could actually try bring the young players where the, where the talent gap is, is... They've got more chance of increasing their talent by getting games than, the, than bringing in these, these imports who are just, just there to fill up your squad. Improve the force team, let the fellas who are playing the force team drop into the squad, and Liverpool fans, stop worrying about who's starting. If you have 22 quality players, it doesn't matter who starts yeah. once the team wins. Like, yeah, I think we're all about hearing now to be having favourite players as well. Unless just, it's Dewey Suarez. Yeah, of course. But yeah. just like you said, we just need a strength in depth. And if it means some players that have performed very well this year move into the as the squad player bracket next year, so be it. Yeah. Because that was our, that's one of our major downfalls now. No matter where we finish, when at the end of the but season we're going to go, sure. Jesus, everyone's going to go, Fucking hell, one or two bodies in January, and who who would have known? Like, it's you know what I mean? Like so, Champions League, in fairness, isn't it? So the squad's yeah. going to rotate a lot more. So everybody, yeah. we have to keep a little bit more happier if you have a bigger squad. So yeah, <sighs> lovely. Sorted in the forge. So Grand. Cheers. Okay. Here in August, the Arsenal trophy in the bag. I don't want fourth though. I don't. No, you want third because you don't want that playoff. I don't want to think oh, about a playoff. smelly we're playoff in August. Without a doubt, we're going to draw some fucking, fucking bad Russian team to be Atletico taken Madrid. that week by... We'll, we'll probably draw Atletico Madrid yeah. or Sevilla. And we beat them about 22-0 and then finish 11th. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we beat Barcelona 4-0 in the pre-season? I was going to win the league. Yeah, but and you know what happened? November, I was cutting me was it, we, we beat uh, Barcelona 4-0 and then we went to Moines and lost 4-0 the next day. It was yeah. actually the next day. The okay. very next day. Back-to-back games. Yeah. Do you remember we beat Borussia Dortmund, Dortmund in, in, in pre-season? When Klopp was still manager at Dortmund at the yeah. time. That's right, yeah. That was yeah. the season Rodgers went mental, wasn't it? Yeah. That yeah. was Lovren's first game, I think. Correct. It was a great game. Lambert, 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 Lamb
what a what a wonderful season that was. But yeah, and we're going to win the league again. If we finish, tell you, battle scars all over the shop. It's like your face just potted with scars of Liverpool's going to win the league this season. Like fucking the Exorcist. Yeah. So when somebody says to you, "Oh God, can't boy it run," no, been here too many times. I've seen us finish fourth in the two horse race. Yeah, <laughs> some crack that is. No. Just no. no. Romantic though, I still believe. What? I still believe every year. I go to Larbrooks and put me tenner on every year. Yeah, we all still look forward to the first game of the season every year, don't we? I don't really. I prefer the transfer market and the friendlies. <laughs> I, don't. I prefer when the football is over. <laughs> I prefer because at least you, you can. I don't even like the World Cup, even. You're a miserable I love the World Cup. You don't. I, do, I love the groups. I love the group stage in the World Cup. After that, it's a lot of shit. The bit that no one else really likes. Do you like? Because there's games on no all gets, the time. That's what you're saying. There's no games more, on. No the World Cup gets exciting. Even when yeah. Iran are playing Togo. Oh, but that's yeah. when the excitement happens because it's when not. you when you get into the knockout stages, the teams are like, t- I'm, I'm, too, I'm or too scared to lose. No, you're the, so the bit of the World Cup that everybody else likes, you go, this is the shit bit. This is the shit bit. Yeah, yeah something yeah. to do. Until you get to the semi-finals, then it gets exciting again. And then the finals, boring. It tends to be. It's like you like second half Phil likes first half yeah. That way we can watch a Slappy match Slappy seconds games. for me isn't it <laughs> <laughs> But yeah Now yeah I, I like the transfer window part And the, the, the how, how it's shaping up The friendlies mm. What do you get to see I don't So you love the whole ITK stuff do you Well The whole ITK <laughs> stuff in is. the summer I don't even care anymore I just like I, I like them I like them springing <laughs> transfers on us. Oh, I know. I tell you, you don't care. You don't like Liverpool. I was just thinking about, about talking about springing uh, transfers. This is fucking mad one hour left field. Remember when we saw an Asoidi and yeah. everyone was like, going, who the fuck is And that one, every OTK all over Twitter, we're eating and Mickey's gone. How come now be reported this? Ah, uh, hang on, hang on. Uh, there was, there's, there's, there's the normal tangent of crew. I was told at the end, but I couldn't tell. I couldn't put it. Out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you get them the odd. You get on the Twitter account. You get them the odd DM. I heard something there. I can't really say what it is though. Yeah. All I'm going to say is Chinese. <laughs> what? Are you telling me you and your missus are ordering food? Or what's happening? Uh, what's going on yeah. here? Just keep an eye out, Chinese. Sound. That's I think right. some, so. I was out the window. Maybe neighbors, maybe neighbors after ordering Chinese, you had to go to Jack's or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true it's deadly it's true yeah. and like, it, like the one thing about it's like <laughs> I remember I texted you one time because you said just tell the fuck off now because <laughs> <laughs> I love everyone yeah. but yeah no no I, I do like I do like I love when we get this random transfer that nobody's waiting. like the Mane transfer was a bit mental as well last year yeah I had a problem with that the, to be fair it also it works out fucking brilliantly in the end didn't it, it? I mean yeah, yeah. I've got to be honest, I didn't know enough about I've seen him play against us, but I didn't rate Mane that highly until he came into us and I actually seen him play every week and boy Jesus, he would have been he's some improvement over what oh, he's been fantastic. What yeah. uh Geitzer would have been or Well he doesn't even he's not even the same type of player. That's the thing that always baffles me. Like, I look at Gotza and say, Well obviously they were planning to sign him and not Wijnaldum Because he would have played where Wijnaldum he's was playing. One, to be fair. He's quickly turned it into one of my favourite fucking Don't players. Know, Loving he's a, he's a, has improved yeah, dramatically. He's, 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 like and so, when, when Ronaldo did it, Ronaldo's in the in, in oh, Plaza del Sol in in thing, and he's literally he's not making anything. There's a baby crawling at one stage, and there's no space to put the ball. And he managed to put the ball through the arms and legs of the baby. It's Which incredible. Ronaldo was this? The, the, no, Cristiano. Okay. Right, 
unbelievable doing the trickies and the f- and everything everything is the nutmegs alright so when Adam's doing it worst I, I, I encourage I'm, I'm seeing people retweet and go wow look how brilliant he is where was he doing it it's the you know the one thing you're nut- tripping up a few times <laughs> you know when you're doing a nutmeg you're meant to actually knock it through the legs and then get the ball at the other side otherwise yeah. you're basically just kicking the ball hoping to go through people. and, and somebody's yeah. thinking and that's literally what he's doing I've actually there's one stage where some lad takes the piss out of him and give him the ball yeah. back it's some grey haired elf he like he goes who, to who may I add is more mobile than Lucas for the, for the <laughs> no, 10 seconds of that video he's at least about 55 right so when Yalom goes nutmeg and he turns around pulls the ball off and Yalom and when Yalom can't get the <laughs> ball back on him it's the best bit of the whole thing you're just there going poor bloke this is fucking shocking stuff is there anyone tweeting we should they, make a flag we should make football? we should make a flag the deadly flag now to see in the cup would be Louis Suarez could nutmeg a mermaid Gina Wijnaldum can't <laughs> that'd be great I have the link yeah I wouldn't mind the mask is fucking brutal as well oh Watch, watch, right? It is actually fucking really. <laughs> He's had his ankles and everything. <laughs> broke, broke up. He's got a couple back in again. Oh, yeah, look at him. He's got an him now. Oh, that's fucking shocking. <laughs> no, you don't have it. Hey! hey! And I'm here. Your yeah, man has his hands in his pockets. Okay, um, that was the pod. So, as I said, Greg from the Anfield Road Wolves podcast and we have Neil and we had Sean big thanks as ever to the Astro Park for letting us do this as ever um, we're going off to watch the West Brom game I'm going to watch the first half Neil will watch the second half and then of course we'll be back in next week to see how where that leaves us where that leaves the table and how close are we to either top 3 top 4 top 5 whatever the hell it is um, so in the meantime good night God bless and don't, don't ever forget that just around the corner is Danny Emmerich Obamies If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy. And it's May. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitutes.
All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Sports Social Podcast Network.